You are listening to a Cold Lake Community Church podcast. We hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect. Psalm 24 is a psalm that um, I want to look at. Just a minute, I just want to get a Kleenex. There we go. Father, I just pray right now that um, as hearts are bowed, that your spirit would speak to my spirit and every spirit here. And not look to the left and not look to the right, but to look at our heart, at my heart, at your heart, and teach me today what you'd have me to learn. And may I have a teachable heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalms 24, we're going to go quickly through the first few verses. Okay, verses 1 and 2, you have it up there? Psalm 24? Okay, verses 1 and 2, I'm not even going to look. I'm just going to go from here. It all belongs to the Lord. It all belongs to I am. In Exodus 3.14, Moses is talking and saying, well, who should I tell him sent me? And God Almighty says, I am who I am. And you know how powerful I am is, right? Okay, now think about this. Think about this. And I'm not going to say any more. Think about it. What do you do when you introduce yourself? What do you say? Hello? Hello? I am what? I am Lynn Berger. I am Hayward Eastman. I am, think about that. Ask Holy Spirit to unravel that little nugget for you today and realizing who you are. I am in front of you each time when you introduce yourself. That alone is a wow when you, when you start unraveling that. It all belongs to I am. There's no question about it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Okay? In verse 3a, this is not about mountain climbing, where it says here that you may climb the mountain of the Lord who may stand in his holy place. It's not about mountain climbing. It's not about hill ascending but about the right to come before the the Lord. That's what it's about. In verse 3b, this is a question that is used used to concern mankind more than it does today, this question. And that question is, oh, sorry, 3b, verse 3b. Doesn't matter. NASB. Let's go for that. And then if you want to, just put the whole Psalm 24 up there and we can just dissect it as we go down. If you want to, you can put the, the whole, no, can't do that? Okay. Okay. Don't worry about it. I'll read it. Okay? Verse 3b says this. 
Or who shall stand in his holy place? This question is a question that used to be very common and very concerning to mankind more than it does in our present day today that we live. There was a time when men and women genuinely wondered what was required for them to be within a right relationship with God. There was a time when there was not as busy, not as much haste. Today, it seems, the most asked question out there is something like this. How can I be happy? What about me? You see, personal happiness is important, but not as important and not more important than being right and in right relationship with I am or your creator. David not only asked an important question, but he asked then the most important question. In verse 4a, it says, Who has clean hands and a pure heart? See, a person, a person's pure in both their actions, which are their hands, and their intentions with their heart. They can, they can ascend the hill of the Lord and stand in his holy place through Jesus Christ. Excuse me one second, sorry. My nose is... So verse 1 again, we see... I'm just doing this part quickly so we understand in context what's going on here. God rules the earth. Now he declares that God rules the earth and the moral foundation within the earth. He is concerned with the moral foundation of mankind. Clean hands are important for good hygiene, but this is much more than that. Pontius Pilate washed his hands, but they were not clean. Spurgeon says that Clean hands without, it would not suffice unless there was a contrite and connected with a pure heart. Verse 5a says this. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This blessing maybe sometimes can be understood as the natural result of living according to God's wise order. Okay? Verse 6 says, David's way of identifying God's covenant people. The blessed and the righteous ones have entered into a covenant with God. See, they pursue him with a continual seeking. See, I think as a general rule, we as Christians have lost that pursuit that we lost that we're going to pursue him. It, it, it's, it's almost like we get lulled into a comfortability of where we live and what we do, and everything is nice. Don't, don't put a hiccup in the road. I don't like hiccups. You know, who here likes hiccups in their life? I, I don't, you know. 
But you know what? I think God allows those hiccups to come into our lives to get our attention again, to say, God, I need to fall to my, I need to ask repentance of my heart, and I need to fall with a contrite heart before you, Lord, and ask for forgiveness and help me, Lord, to pursue you again, to pursue him, not to be content with the things of this world and realizing, you know what? We're all on an airplane ride right now. Did you know we're all on a plane right now? No, we are. You know, a lot of Christians think, well, we're on this airplane. Well, this is, this is our final destination. So we make our airplane with a nice lights and a, and a, and a nice uh, cupboard where we can put our books in. And uh, we make our, 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 our seat with mahogany inlaid uh, arms and stuff like that there. But we're still on a plane ride. Why are we making our seat on a plane ride? We're going to our destination. We're not in our destination. Do you understand that? And that's the part about becoming comfortable and for us to learn to continue to pursue him, to pursue him, realizing that we're going to land one day and the pilot's going to say, now you all deboard. And we're going to go, what? What? So to pursue our Lord, what, what, what do you think to pursue our Lord means? Anybody, this isn't a trick question. Tell me, I just want to hear your, what, what, your, what your thought is. Anybody? Okay, sorry? That's part of it. Learn more. Anybody else? Following the, what, is, what does following his footsteps mean? But be more personal about that. Pardon me? Belt it out, please. Yeah, you know, to pursue him, to pursue him. Men, when you saw that woman that you wanted to marry, what did you do for her? Hello? You're not, you're not saying anything, men? Wow. You pursued her, did you not? You may not have used that word, but that's exactly what it was. And, and what did you do? What did you do to pursue her? Well, what are some of the things you did? Pardon me? Yeah, drove 21 hours. And that's in an 18-hour day, right? What else, men? What did you do to pursue that, that, that wife of yours? Pardon me? Lots of roses. What else? Barbecue. Okay, what else? Put her first. Put her first. You know, all, all of those which you said are correct. Absolutely correct. Now, I'm going to ask a question here, and you know what question I'm going to ask. And I don't know hands, I don't want you to answer it, but I want the Holy Spirit to talk to you here. Have you pursued your first love like that? Have you pursued the love the, the, the God of all creation like that? Have you ever sat down by yourself at your kitchen table and made a coffee for him and say, what type of coffee do you want? And just make one for him and sit there and sit across from him and talk with him and listen to him. Have you pursued him that way? It's about a personal relationship. 
It's not about a, a it's not like Star Wars, the force be with you. Uh, um, a just a being out there or whatever out there that, that, that is just impersonal. I'm not the ordinary speaker, right, Hayward? <laughs> I must have given you so many gray hairs when you had hair. Oh, sorry. Maybe that's why you don't have hair anymore, because of me. So, they pursued him, okay? They continued to seek him. In those verses, it says there's sometimes each, it's something each generation must do. By description, to seek your face. In verse 6 at the end, to seek him and to seek your face. Okay, now, there's a big difference here. To seek him and seek your face. Who can I uh, borrow? I'm going to borrow someone that I know they won't get mad at me. Gord, would you stand up, please? Now watch this. Okay, please. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you'd make this so real. So real. Gord, we're in a relationship right here, right? Okay, I'll need you for a few things here. But now, slowly get out and walk slowly towards me. So, Gord, how are you doing? Good, good. You know, not bad. You know, I was so excited about coming here, but I'm so nervous now that I am. Yeah. Well, because I don't want to come here with vain babbling. I want to come here with the Holy Spirit that life literally will be changed. What's happening to Gord as he's coming towards me? But what's happening? More what? More personal. Come on closer. Okay. It says here in verse... Six there, sir. Good enough. You can stop. <laughs> so there, that this is Jacob, the generation of those who seek, who seek him and who seek your face. So you can have a relationship with someone back over there and here. But it's a totally different relationship when you seek him back there and you seek his face right close. There's an intimacy there. There's a personal relationship that if it doesn't change your life, you're not alive, you're dead. And that's what God wants for you and you and you. Don't leave, I still need you. And I. It's that intimacy, it's that personal relationship. It's to pursue him. Where am I now? It's personal. It's not just someone in the crowd that's out there. In Psalm 116 and 11, you don't have to go there. I'll just read it here. I'm just going to read out of this version. It says here, In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Some versions say a gift or a treasure but pleasures forevermore. Okay. Now, Gord, if you're over there and you have a relationship with me and I have pleasures or treasures forevermore in my hand, what does that mean to you? What does it mean to me? Yeah, loud. Oh, I 
I guess it means that I could have them too. Really? Okay, what do you got to do to have them? Well, I guess if, if they're those ones, I have to walk up to you and grab them. And then that means that the personal relationship grows deeper and deeper and deeper. Right. Right? Yeah. And then, that, then that's there for you. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to say something here that maybe you've never thought of before. Do you know what the Bible says those treasures or their pleasures are in God's right hand? And they're for you and I? If you're born again, if you've asked Jesus into your heart, do you know why they're there? Why they're there? Yeah, do you know why they're there? I guess for us to be blessed. Yes, but there's a reason why. And most people, I didn't realize this just till a little while back, is that the Bible says that God has hidden treasures for us. The Bible also says that the world will try to steal those things, you know what I mean, from the treasures. So God holds them in his hands. So only his people, only the righteous people, only the ones that are bought with the blood and saved with the Lord Jesus Christ Almighty, that the King of glory, the King of glory, they can come down, have a personal relationship with him, and as he opens his hands up for those treasures, they're for the redeemed, those treasures are for the redeemed. Do you know why he, he holds them in his hands for them before he, they, uh, out there instead we'll, we're back over there? Do you know why he does that? Because if he opened his hands and he gave them away, the world would seize it and the Satan would see them and steal them before, before the Christians, before the Christians can get to them. Can you see a picture there? Can you see, it, it, it's like, wow. If I, if I want to have that favor from God, if I want those blessings from God, if I want um, that from God, if I strive, not even strive, just Lord help me with that personal relationship, as you come closer, there'll, there'll be a, a new creative ideas in your business. There'll be new blessings that the world has not seen for you and your family. There'll be healings and things like that for you that are personal, that the Lord... You know what? If you say an amen or hell are you once in a while, that would really encourage me. Do you understand, shake your head or not, like, do you understand what I'm trying to say there about the right hand and it's there for you and I? Not for the world. It's for the ones that are bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. That personal relationship. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Blessings, mighty man of God. Did you, did you know, Gordon, come here. This, this isn't just Gordon. Did you know he's an atmosphere changer? And I've said that the God that is so big that we have to measure them by light speed. And it takes at 300,000 kilometer hours, a, no, 300,000 kilometers a second, seven and a half times around the circumference of the Earth. That's how fast light travels. And for our brain to understand this, it takes, at, depending where you measure it in the Milky Way galaxy, it takes 200,000 light years to travel from one end to the other end. Well, I, I, I don't know, but my brain, I can say it, but I sure don't comprehend it. You know what I mean? That God who has created the Milky Way galaxy and the other galaxies lives inside of God. Amen. So, as I said earlier on today, if he lives in you and you walk in a room, and that room is dungy, that there's a bad spirit about that room, a bad atmosphere. Maybe you're having a bad, who have a bad, no, you guys don't have bad days, only I do. <laughs> and that, how can I not be the atmosphere changer in that room? Mm -hmm. I'm the one that changes the atmosphere. They don't put that upon me. 
I carry the living God that, is, that, that has spoke that all into creation. It's mm. in me. Amen. Wow. You know, wow. Amen. Atmosphere changer. Amen. Remember that when you walk into a room. So you see now why we have to come and have that personal relationship with our Heavenly Father. That's only part of it, okay? He hides the treasures from the ungodly for his people. O King of Glory. So the first, the first few verses here talks about and declares the greatness of God. The, the, the second part of these verses spoke of how man came into relationship with this great God. Now the third part, which is, I think is the most important. I believe all of, how much time do I have left? Sorry, I don't have a watch. How much time do I have left? Somebody? Seven minutes? Okay, I'll put it on 78 speed. Uh, for you older people, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I like that. Talks about the king of glory and who is the king of glory. Well, I'm just going to do this. He is the king of glory. So picture the old medieval days. I believe every one of you here want to be that man and woman of God that God talks about. And I believe your deep desire in here wants to do it. But it's hard to get it done in this world that we live in today. But I believe part of the problem is this. Imagine the king of glory, okay? The Lord of hosts. Now imagine the king of England back in the knights and armor days, okay? Now they're riding up to a castle, and the castle says, who are you? And he goes and says, well, I'm the king of England, okay? And he has his whole procession around him, you know, the flag bearers and, and his knights to protect him, and it, it's a big entourage, okay? A lot of hoopla and all this other stuff. So the door opens that big, um, there you go. Thank you, sir. That drawbridge. Okay, down. Okay? Now, the Bible talks about that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and there's a door that Jesus knocks on our heart. Okay? Now, picture that as a drawbridge. Okay? Now, he knocked on our heart. We let him in, the drawbridge, the, door, the drawbridge came down, and the king of England, I'm using him as an example, came in. Now, he came into the, into the castle, okay? And I believe this is where we fall short, at least I fall short. That we go, oh, king of England, how you doing? You know, and all this other stuff. We have people playing a band and hooray and hoopla and all these other things. Come, come, we prepared for you. A banquet over here. Come, king of England, come. So we take him off his horse and come. But the king of England goes and says, well, you know what? That's good. I'll go there. But first of all, I see some of these other rooms and doors over here. Let me go into some of these doors. And, and I go, well, no, 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 no. We have this all prepared for you. So he started walking. We take him and we steer him and we try to walk him to the banqueting table that, that we, I have prepared for him. But he goes, no, 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 no. I'm the king of England, and this all belongs to me, enemies, because you've opened a drawbridge, and you've invited me into your castle, into your home. And he, and he wants to go into these other doors and check all these other doors, and, and we know what's behind them. At least I know what's behind mine, okay? 
And no, Lord, King of England, I don't want you to look in them. I want you to look at some place where I've I made it just right for you. And, and it will really, 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 really be nice, Lord. And not, Ian, he goes, no, I want to. But he wants to go into those doors and just have a look at the rest of his, his castle, the rest of his kingdom. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I'm ashamed what's in behind those doors. Sometimes I'm afraid. Sometimes it's just ugly. But I've got to come to my, a place in my heart and my mind to think, if he is the king of glory, and if he is who he said he is, the Lord of hosts, he already knows what's behind those doors. It's not like I'm trying to fool him. Well, maybe he'll forget if I bring him over here and have entertainment. You know what I mean? A really good meal and all these other things. Ask them nice questions. Maybe you'll forget what's behind these doors. Now I gotta ask you another question. Are you satisfied with your life today? Don't, you, don't, don't put your hands up. Are you satisfied the way you're living? Is there more in your life? Do you know there is more out there for you? Are there greater things yet to come? In your life, in my life? I believe a lot of times what's holding us back is that we don't let the king of glory into those doors. Because as we let him into those rooms, into those doors, he will clean them. And it's so hard to wrap around it because I always think of bad and punishment, bad and punishment. You do something bad and punishment, but the king of glory is not like that. All he wants to do is clean out that, that, that room that we're, we, we've hidden for so long and we won't let Holy Spirit come in. And all he wants to do is come in there with his love. All he wants to do is come in and fill it with goodness and kindness. Romans 10.10 says, Satan comes that he may uh, steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said he'll come that he might have life and life abundantly. So every room that we will be bold enough to let him come onto you, he will fill it with life and life abundant. As we ask Holy Spirit. So as we let him get into more and more of the rooms of our heart, into our life, he is the king of glory. He, you know, like, he is or he isn't. You know, he knows what's behind, again, he knows what's behind that door. He knows. Do we, you know, I believe that's holding us back, really. Part of it. From why our family's not coming home to the Lord. Our neighbors aren't getting saved. Why I'm not on fire the way I should be. The reason why when I walk, things aren't happening the way it should be. Because I've not let him into those rooms. Until we take, we look in that mirror and we walk away and we don't forget what we see. Things will probably be continue the way you are today. And I know you're not happy with that. Or at least most of you aren't. So I pray the Holy Spirit has challenged you the King of glory, the Lord of hosts, the one who 
has created heaven and earth. The one who we have to measure him by light speed. That alone is, a, is just like a wow in itself. He wants to come and here, this is what he wants to do for you. Can you play that song now, please? Do we have time? This is what he wants to do. Close your eyes and listen to the words, please.
John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have every lasting life. If, not, if, if that is not being crazy about you, I don't know what, 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 what would be the greatest words to say in, in the English language. He's crazy about you. So when the king of glory has come into your heart and he wants to go into those other rooms, he just wants to hold you in the arm. He just wants to love you. He wants to have you the best person you can be. He doesn't want to be like Satan to come to steal and destroy and to kill. He wants the best for you. He wants the best for you. He has come to give you life and life abundantly. So I'm just going to ask someone to play quiet music. Um, if you want to come up for prayer, I, I would be so honored to pray for you. If you want to just ask this God again to reveal to you again just the crazy love he has for you. Just come up and just, just say, okay, Lord, I, I don't want to be like I used to. I don't want to be, I, want to, I, want to, I don't know what it all means, but I know this more and I want more. Just come up for prayer. And I guess to close, they're okay, it's closing, I just officially pray. Officially the service is over. Is right, right, is that, I don't know how it's done here. Be blessed. God love you more than you ever know. And I just speak life into each and every one of you. And God's best. But if you want prayer, just come up in the line and whatever. And I, I, I would be honored, my wife and I, and if Hayward wants to come up and pray, and Effie, and I just... He's crazy about you. Think about, think about that. The God of all creation, all that creation, all those stars, he knows the names of each stars, but he really doesn't care flip about that compared to you. He's crazy about you. Not somebody else, you. You have been listening to a Cold Lake Community Church podcast. We hope that you've been blessed by this teaching from Cold Lake Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect.